0: Hello, you're welcome to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. It's If It Chooks Are This Way and you are listening to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. So here is the real mystery. How do working women like us, who know deep down that we are made for more, we desire to make God proud but always end the day with no time or energy for ourselves? Talk more of betting the more in us. How do we know this more? How do we profitably bet our dreams, our callings, and our passions without breaking down, without losing our sanity, our homes, or our jobs, at least for now? That is the glaring question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Ife Chukzadizwe, and you are welcome to the Uncommon Woman Podcast. In today's episode, we are continuing the Becoming an Uncommon Woman series. In yesterday, I shared with you seven pillars of the Virtuous Woman celebrated success. And here is just a quick review. We talked about seven things. She had her husband's trust, a deep knowledge of her business, hard work and business acumen, effective planning and delegation skills, number five, compassion and wisdom, number six, responsibility to self, and number seven, the fear of God. So how can you bring these pillars to hold in your life today? First things first, you need to know who you are. Remember that we talked about when you know, you, when you have identified a role model, you need to understand how he or she did it, which we did yesterday. And then you need to understand how you can apply those learnings into your life in a way that it brings positive results. Now, it's the wisdom that is key here. So first things first, you need to know who you are. So today I'm going to share with you five things that you need to know about yourself before the reapplication of her secret into your life can be value adding are you ready great the first one is you need to know your worth yes you heard me right your worth you need to know who you are and this is not just about who you are in christ but your worth as a person there are a number of us that grew up and you just kept hearing the words you're worthless you will not amount to anything nothing good can come out of you i want you to ask yourself a question if you go back to Genesis we see that God made man and God fashioned the woman and in fashioning the woman what it meant when you look into the Hebrew words was that for man he just he made man out of the dust and then he breathed his breath into him he tried to get him a companion he did that with other things animals it was working but for a companion for the man who would feel him who would get him just building or creating something or molding something and breathing life into it wasn't going To cut it, and so God fashioned woman. The Hebrew word that means fashion means built up, it means that He took different pieces of different things to create the woman because she needed to be different things at the same time. What does that mean? If you were truly worthless, do you think God would spend His time actually fashioning you? No, I want you to think of Esther. We refer to her as Queen Esther. I mean, imagine her just before she entered into the palace. She was an orphan, no father, no mother. She was living with her uncle, who was a security man in the gates at the, at the palace. Would do you think anybody would have seen anything good coming out of her at that point in time? But God saw worth in her because he put worth in her the same way he has put worth in you. The first thing that you need to know about yourself is your worth. He says he has engraved you on the palm of his hands. That's God speaking. It's in the Bible. Do you think that you were so worthless that God would engrave you in the palm of his hands? So the first thing you need to know is your worth. The second thing is your gift. Every one of us is gifted. What does it mean to be gifted? It's that thing that you know how to do. It just comes so easily for you. And people wonder, how do you do it? People come to you for help doing it. When you're doing it, you're super excited. Remember my come to Jesus discussion in 2010, December, up to, of course, 2011, because it kept happening. I just always felt I had no gifts apart from sleeping and looking at my laptop. But then God began to open my eyes to the things that were my gifts. Gifts are not just all about cooking and, you know, the, like tangible things like beading, um, like sewing, like singing, things that people can see and hear and touch. And ex- you know, sometimes it's things that people experience. It's not tangible. So, for example, one of my gifts is is um, is inspiring people, is energizing people, is making people see that there's positivity be- in, before them and actually showing them how to get there. It's a gift. So there are every one of us has a gift. How do you find your own gift? What is that thing that you know how to do so well that people come to you for help and you love doing it at the same time? It comes so easy for you. These three questions, the measure of it is the list of your gifts. Number three, your purpose. Jeremiah 1.5 says, God was talking to Jeremiah, he says, Before I formed you, I knew you and I'd called you to be a messenger to the nations. And the same thing, I think it was Paul in the Acts of the Acts of the Apostle where he was talking about how God had called him to be the messenger of the gospel to the Gentiles. Jesus knew his purpose. God had sent him to the world to reconcile his children back to him, first the Jews and then the Gentiles. There is a purpose for each and every one of us. Your purpose is that reason why you were sent upon this earth. Your purpose is your assignment. Now, how do you find your purpose? It, first of all, the purpose of a thing always lies in the mind of the manufacturer. So if the iron, for example, today could not understand what it was meant to do, the best person for the iron to ask would be its manufacturer. Hello, I'm here. What am I supposed to do? What's this flat surface for? What is this thing that turns around for? And then the manufacturer would explain so if you're not clear on your purpose, the first thing that you should do is that you need to go back to God for him to show you because he 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 sent you here to do something. He he would be very excited to let you know in my experience in asking and you know talking and reading stuff one of the things that i have seen a few questions that i have seen that can point you to that direction while you prayerfully wait on god for an answer putting it all together certain questions could be what are those things that you survived that you have survived either as an adult or as a child some things that would have destroyed people but you're you're still standing what are those things you might have been called to alleviate those that kind of pain in the lives of other people? You might have been, um, you know, created for you to actually take people away from that pain and showing them a, a better side, which you ha- you are on now. What are those things that you see and you're instantly sad? What are those things that you see and you unconsciously cry? If time, money, and um, and then if time and money were not an issue, what would you be doing? Answers to this. Uh, could be indicators of your purpose but like i said as you answer these questions truthfully you need to couple it with prayer to understand where god is really calling you to or what god um, has really created you for number four what is your definition of success this is another thing you need to be clear about i see so many women running from pillar to post you want to do one million things at the same time it is not wrong But if you have no definition of success, you will never know when you become successful. For each of us, when you have your purpose, your definition of success is really tied to that. Some of us have made our definition of success material things. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that each person's definition of success is different. A question to ask yourself is, by God's grace, when I leave and I am 80, on my 80th birthday, what do I want to happen? Who are the people that I want to see there? What are the things that I want to happen? What are the things that I want to be grateful for? Okay, when you ask yourself this kind of question, what do you want people to say about your life on that day? These are indicators of the things that deep down inside you are your success, uh, your definition of success. And then last but not the least, uh, so we've, we've talked about one, your what. We said, I said we're going to go through five things. One, we talked about your what. Two, your gifts. Three, your purpose. Four, your definition of success. Five, is your place in Him, which is your place in God. And first of all, before I read that, I want to, uh, before I talk about that, I want to read one Bible scripture. Hebrews 1222 to 24 it says, But you are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Guess what? When you become a child of God, your new family is very large and is made up of respectable people. For example, the chief justice of the whole world is your father, like literally. While legends like Abraham, Isaac, David, Moses, they are part of your family. Do you know what this means? This means nobody can mess with you and go scot-free. You also have an innumerable company of angels just eager and waiting to do your bidding. And you have come to the church of Christ, the true firstborn, against which all gates of hell cannot prevail. You have more than enough help to turn things around. And despite all the efforts of the enemy, they cannot win. Your new family's abode is Mount Zion, a place of holiness, a place of deliverance, and a place of possessing your possessions, the heavenly Jerusalem where there is no sorrow, no tears, no poverty. Babe, do you know who you are? You need to understand your place in God. You need to understand your place in God. I'm going to read more. Ephesians 1, 20 to 21, and then chapter 2, 4 to 6. It says, Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named. And God has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Do you know what that means? Because of your position in Christ, with Christ, all things are under your feet. You are seated far above everything that is named. Seriously, we need to understand our place in him. Okay, so that's it for today. We have run through five things that you need to know because i see a lot of women that want to become uncommon women you take the learnings from your role model there are things inside you that are potentially stopping you from becoming who you really are but these five things i've shared with you will help put you in a better frame of mind to be able to apply the learnings of the virtuous woman in a way that brings result in summary an understanding of your worth as a woman will give you the confidence to start the journey to true success. An understanding of your unique gifts and purpose will help you create your own customized roadmap to success, and being clear on your definition of success will ensure that you remain focused. It will also let you know when you reach your destination. While an understanding of your place in God will give you the strength to persevere when challenges come up, because they will. So do you feel more confident in your ability to become an uncommon woman this year? I hope you do because tomorrow I'm going to be sharing with you more tips. I'm going to be sharing with you things that will get you fired up to start your journey. It's time for action. This time is real. So tomorrow I'm going to share with you seven things you need to do, do this time as you start on your journey to become an uncommon woman. They are simple. Trust me. You'll be happy. You were born in this century. So, Have fun. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Uncommon Woman podcast. Please remember to subscribe and leave feedback. If you have any questions at all in becoming an uncommon woman, please do share with me and I'll be happy to talk about it in subsequent podcast episodes. What if I could show you the simple yet powerful secrets of the world's greatest uncommon woman? for free would you be interested then do go to bits.ly slash u-w-s-k-i-t to get your own copy today you would also get the first chapter of the uncommon woman book for free so that is bit.ly b-i-t forward slash u-w-s-k-i-t all in caps law so caps u caps w caps s caps k caps I caps T so go there and then you can download your own for free